If it one, if it's not one thing, it's another. Do you hear that audio clarity? Because I do. Now I only half hear it because now my headphones are half out. Only my right ear cup is producing sound. But I had to check to make sure that it was just the headphones and not this new XLR cable. Shout out to the business that I won't give any free, you know, shine to, but for making affordable and easy to access XLR cable that I didn't have to break the bank for. Because now it sounds rich. It sounds like white privilege. But yes, I have to get a new headphone jack or probably new headphones because these beats have been beat up. Anyway, we have an intro to do. My name is Langston Mayo. This is episode 60, motherfucking five of the Isolated Thoughts podcast. And Kate Chinata, her... I'm not intimidated. You shouldn't be intimidated because this is our space. But this is intimidated by Kechinata and her. Happy Friday. I love y'all. Let's get it. I forgot. Disclaimer, even after the song, we're still going to play her. And that is, I don't own any of the rights to any of the music played in this here episode. Don't sue me. If you don't like me, just boo me. But don't try to take me down. I'm not a clown. I just want to stick around and play the sounds for the people. Again, my name is Langston Mayo. This is episode 65 of the Isolated Thoughts podcast. And if you look to your left, ladies and gentlemen, You'll probably find us inserting the X-Files theme here. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. It's really where we're banking at right now. You will also be able to go on isolatedthoughtspodcast.com and reach out if you want to you know, do some collective work together. You want to sponsor. You want to donate. I mean, the Patreons for that, but we'll get to the Patreon. Uh, you just want to see some cool shit, and there's also merchandise, merchandise. I'm wearing double merch right now. I have the the blue champion hoodie on, and I have the maroon T-shirt. They both feel great. Don't take my word for it. Ask anyone else who's got them. It's just great. It's just great. 
And yeah, Isolated Thoughts Pod on Instagram, Isolated Thoughts Pod on Twitter. You can follow the personals, LL Cinco, everywhere. You get it. You dig it. Patreon, I love y'all. Thank y'all for continuing to hold it down. Lydia, Karen, Kyle, Cyrus, Gabe, Thais, Katila, Serge, Khalil, Tim. I gave you. So many. So many of y'all. Thank y'all. And we're going to get into it. It's a little warm. I got this hoodie on, but I, I just always feel the most comfortable recording with a hoodie on. I was going to get straight into like the kind of somber stuff, but we're just get out the way so we can stay on high energy. And that is former NFL running back Zach Stacy. Never heard of Zach Stacy before. Um, it's not you know really the point, but yeah, I just hadn't heard of the man. He played for like a season or two, I think two seasons with the Rams. I have to go back. Let's see. Yeah. When the Rams were still in St. Louis and then the Jets and then a little bit with the CFL and the American Alliance of American Football. Why he's big in the news is... Very simply because a video was uploaded online by the mother of his child from inside of her home in which Mr. Stacy comes into the frame of what appears to be a living room. But there's also a small child um, on the couch not too far away and some arguing pursuits. And Mr. Stacy proceeds to physically attack and like swing at um this this woman um that's the mother of his child her name is, I think her name was like Chris Evans is her name spelled with a K and he swings at her and throws her to the ground picks her up throws her into the TV um she showed pictures of her body had a lot of bruises on it and uh, and she alleges that this has been happening since the birth of their child. Uh, well, since she was actually pregnant with uh, their child. Uh, Mr. Stacy left before she could call the police. But he returned. Cause I think this was in, was this in Orlando? Um, oh, it was in Oakland, but Florida, Oakland, Florida. And yeah, so he was in... He, he was he was in Nashville and then went to back to Oakland, Florida, and he turned himself in. And yeah, everyone's of course distraught and upset by this. Uh, I don't have I don't think I have a controversial take. I just have my my initial response was like, golly, like I like one her kind of demeanor was pretty wild. How calm she was that. Of course, unfortunately, kind of adds to the case that this wasn't the first time something like this has gotten down. And two, I don't know, my, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, 
my thoughts always go with like people who are impacted, right? Like I'm my first thought like, damn, oh, she's already that baby, okay? Like, what's this gonna do for the baby to see this type of shit? Rather than the pitchfork and lynch mob crew, that for sure I get it. Like I I I get any response that's like all the very dehumanizing language that you have for him and how he should be thrown underneath the jail and burned and all these other. Uh, um, yeah, as I continue to emphasize the humanizing language that why I say it's controversial because it's not really like objectively, it really isn't controversial, but subjectively, I know that it's going to rub people the wrong way to even say like, I think the motherfucker probably has like CTE or something because you don't, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. You just don't, the way the whole interaction goes down and granted, did he play a long NFL career? No, he played college football, played some pro ball. Um, and there's just not, there's nothing for these football players. And there's a reason why when we look at pro sports, it's predominantly the NFL players are just pro football players who have these issues with violence and hurting women are just doing violent things in general. Sure. There's NBA players that's gotten into stuff. There's, I mean, hockey players punch each other all within the rules and shit. But when it comes to the, like, at least the big three, the MLB, the NBA, and the NFL, when it comes to controversies that have to do with a physical violence, again, not drug use, not these, like, weird off-the-court things, off-the-field things, but when it comes to, like, domestic violence and... From what I've read and seen over my lifetime of like watching major sports, <clears throat> excuse me, is that also suicide rates, um, like not rates because I would, I don't want to say rates because that kind of leads that have some type of like statistic to follow it. So this is my own just observation. So, so like cases that I've seen and instances rather of suicide has come from the NFL and Again, they're loud about a lot of shit, but not about a lot of shit too. And that that that's just where my mind goes. I I have no I have no desire to like I was there's so many drafts I have in my or so many tweets I have in my drafts I just don't tweet out. Outside of just reasons that it's hard for me to articulate in the characters limit or even just in text at all, what I'm trying to express. And one thought I had yesterday was the idea that I think a lot of us don't realize just how much or care to grasp the reality of violence begets violence, right? It's, it's a it's a cliche term at this point or a saying. However, it's as real and as applicable as it's ever been and ever will be. Violence will always beget violence. You can never... You can never control how a res- like someone else's response will be to anything, to anything. We've had this conversation before. And just hang in there with me. Like, what's this fucking have to do with this blah, blah, blah? Like, this isn't what I'm talking about is the type of, like, mentality that we have towards, like, people who do harm. This idea that if we're going to 
if someone causes harm, will harm will harm them to do what? It's just like the death penalty, which we'll talk a little bit about Jules Jones in a little bit. Violence doesn't. That is where I could talk about now cases and statistics because uh, I did a decent amount of that with my graduate school work. Is legitimately states that have capital punishment have higher homicide rates than states that don't. Like Missouri and Kansas, I think, or, or Missouri, Illinois. It's like there's states that are like brother sister states, like states that are, share the same border, same state line. That one has the death penalty and the other one doesn't. And the one with the death penalty and capital punishment has like has higher violent felonies committed and higher homicide rates. Violence will always beget violence. You can't kill people to stop killing people. You can't harm people to stop harming people. You can't beat people into kindness. You can't you can't harm, maim, dehumanize, beat down both psychologically, physically. You can't tear down a person into a better like you can't create a world without or whatever you're putting into the motherfuckers what you gonna get out. And so I that's just where my mind goes when I see all the stuff like I get it I get the visceral response to it again we all gonna respond to it differently but again my mind goes to like is she okay is that baby okay and then from there I'm like he he clearly is not okay and he's been arrested and so now charge he has I think about two uh felony assault charges uh that have been that are pending against him and what well I, I I don't know what's next again. He most likely is gonna be convicted because it's a pretty shut and clear case with the H D camera footage that we saw. And with him turning himself in, doesn't seem like he you know like he knows what went down and probably has been going down. And so I I just don't I don't get it. I, I've never I'll save it for another time, but the, I just don't, I never fix my mind in a way to think about, I'm so hurt, I'm so uncomfortable, I have to hurt another person. Um, so when I, when I see things happening, again, my, I think about how can we, how, how can this not happen in this moment? And then, of course, forethought throughout the motions is like how do we how, how can we make sure that this never happens again or at least have intervention but of course we don't we don't care about that we don't we don't care about change we don't care about sustaining something new something better or again even really taking care of people who have been harmed we just care about pointing out that something's wrong at max, at the max, at the max, really, because we're still blind to a lot of shit all over this world, and right here in front of your eyes and your neighborhoods and all that shit too. So, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I, that was a little bit longer, way not even a little bit, way longer than I anticipated talking about it. But um, I hope that baby is okay and that there's not 
anything kind of stored from that moment and that energy carries, especially if it unfortunately was happening while the baby was, um, you know, developing that energy definitely carries, unfortunately, but fortunately, since energy cannot be destroyed, it's going to be transferred. It could be transformed into something else. So we're going to transition that into, well, we'll keep, I'll stay on the same note and then we'll go into more lighter things. And that is just quickly, I've been sharing the story over the past probably week or so about Julius Jones. I'm not going to lie and say like I've known about his case for a long time, but over the past weeks or so that I've been aware I just felt really compelled to kind of do my own little like pushing for like people's awareness of his case in Oklahoma. Julius Jones is a man in his 40s, early 40s. Yes, as he was arrested when he was like 19, he was 19 and had an engineering um, scholarship, full ride. And just long story short, was framed for a murder of this white man in Oklahoma um, from the get go. Never fit the description about like from his hair hanging out his ball cap when he he had like a pretty much a bald fade uh, even like days prior to the the, night, the, the day of the murder um, alibi that he's at home or rather than alibi but like testimony by family and stuff that he was at home and for the past you know twenty or so years he's been um, in prison. And also on death row for a good chunk of that because we can have a whole conversation again about none of this shit works. None of it fucking works. And Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma itself, again, not the country, the state of Oklahoma has, again, I have the stats and shit to back it up, but they've even admitted that, yeah, undoubtedly we've executed people on death row who are innocent people just by, you know, virtue of, yeah, like, there's no way that we haven't. And pretty much. Okay, we why it became so big because he was up for pretty much the parole and probation board, like the innocence project, like everything was pushing. Like, yo, he no, 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 no. Like Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, no, you have to grant him clemency. He didn't do it. There's a man saying that he actually did it. That isn't Julius, and uh, what ended up happening is that. At about 1 p.m. Central Time, the execution was scheduled for 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the governor rem- uh, excused, like, pretty much stopped the execution. But instead of following the full par- parole and pardon board's, like, s- suggestion, he doubled down on, like, the conservative ways and was like, I won't do the execution, but he now has life in prison without the chance of parole. And can't request parole. So pretty much you have to be like get exonerated. Or like someone has to do something. Pretty much someone has to do something on his behalf now. In the same way that I mean it's always been that case. Because he clearly couldn't advocate for himself. Any more than he has by professing his innocence this entire time. And yeah it's. I can't even say bittersweet. Because it's just bitter. Because while yes the innocent man wasn't directly murdered yesterday by the state. He still now has to, he lives to fight another day per se, but he shouldn't be in there at all. Again, I've read as much as I can about the case. 
watch some things too to kind of get some commentary from folks who have documented over the years. I'm not an expert or nothing like that. Not no, I haven't spent years with the information, but it just seems pretty clear that it was racially motivated because where they live and again. There's a reason why things happen as they do, why they're, when they're told about your rights and stuff, how and not to talk, and these different things, because ultimately, at the end of the day, the air quote justice system that we live in cares about convictions than doing it correctly. Right? You got to get somebody versus getting the right body. The right body's right. I'm not saying that they don't often want to do it right in the sense of get the right person but ultimately there's also narratives to fill and it's important that if you have an easier mark person A might have did that shit but it's so damn hard to put, to put the evidence onto them like you know it like they, they could damn near confess it as implicitly as possible but if you have nothing to present them again on trial you have no evidence to really depend them to this crime. Well, the low-hanging fruit. Go with it and you live with it. And so, at this note, I've been going on 20 minutes about more somber stuff. We'll get into some uh, video game shit. And then we're going to get into this music shit, this movie shit. And we're going to do some shit. We're going to be here too long. I'm trying to keep, you know, I'm trying to keep us here. Uh, you know, we, we, sometimes we can do an hour and a half, two-hour shows. But we just, we just here. So, I thank y'all for... Listen to me talk about the shit that's going on in our world. And now it's time for some some classic jams. We all know the San Andreas theme, but this theme is high key. Like when it gets to the little like the notes, when it gets when it gets in his bag, it's something else. Mm. Yeah. It's Friday night, baby. That um, when when he gets into it, I'm like, damn, this shit kind of kind of good, man. Uh, what's the name? Ben 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 Morfit Ben Morfit. I think that's the, the composer's name. Great job, great job. Okay, I'm not even gonna play the GTA San Andreas and the theme because we just know we know how iconic that shit is. It's like, nigga, I'm gonna play right, right. Sorry, my beard. The damn thing, but that's it. I don't think this is it. It might be. Let's see. Yeah. Welcome to Sand. Oh my god, he's gonna start rapping this shit. I didn't even ask for all that, please. I didn't. I didn't ask. For <laughs> I was just trying to get the theme song, but uh, yeah. Anyhow, this is a lead into. The Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition. I talked about this the other week. And I, as a lifelong gamer, 
One, I personally, I grew up with a very strict mother. I love her. Love her. Best friend. No doubt about it. Amazing woman. Amazing person. Raised me. Made me. And I grew up really, like, strict. I couldn't play Grand Theft Auto. And not, like, be careful playing Grand Like, no, like, don't even, when you, like, she was very much, you know, a proponent of me gaming and playing video games. Because I balanced it with reading and doing other things and, you know, playing like a kid that wasn't born in the year 2000 and fucking 10. These damn kids, man, they're lost. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> I could play a lot of things. But one thing I couldn't play was any game with an M rating and damn for sure something called Grand Theft Auto. And, uh, yeah, so my own exposure to that was with my cousins. I shout out to my cousin Lee, my cousin Passion. Because uh, when we moved to Denver, so I spent a lot of time with. And, you yeah, know, I, I was so, like, fearful of my mom that she wouldn't even be there. And just the thought of her knowing that I was sitting there watching them play this game, let alone touching the controller, was just shivering me timbers. But of course, I snuck a little ducky ducky, press square a couple times. And, but yeah, a lot of my times just watching them play. And yeah, that was, that was enough for me because that shit was like, whoa, this shit's fucking insane. Like, this idea of an open world thing, and yeah, man, that, I'll, I'll never, it's seminal to my childhood, even though I didn't really get to play them like that, because I was around, you know, with them launching, and so I've played a little bit as I got older, of course, like, I've played, you know, the other games as I got older and buying games on my own, but as far as the original you know, 3D World Trilogy, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. I've never even played Vice City. Like, I've never even touched Vice City ever in my life. And 3, I played barely anything. And San Andreas, I've played through most of it, but never, like, fully beat it on my own. So I finally bought it, and it's terribly solid. Like, it's it's very bad. They just tweeted out a, like, little memo commenting how we released this game. Not to our standards or the standards that you all as fans have. Then why the fuck did you release it then, Rockstar? You didn't show us gameplay for a reason, Rockstar. You chose not to do it for a reason, Rockstar. Hmm? Why? Oh, because you sit on a mint. Literally, like, you you print money because of a game called Grand Theft Auto V. That this is where I have to jump ahead of myself, Cairo Notes. For the love of everything good in the human world, that is of, that is of materialness, but really just what's good. Do not buy Grand Theft Auto Five Enhanced Expanded Edition fucking rendition. Whenever that shit comes out next year, there's a reason why they haven't shown gameplay, but fucking stupid ass trailers talking about new instant switching, new enhanced graphics. Explosive, explosive action. You're advertising explosive action. You're advertising much more. They literally said much more multiple times. What the fuck is much more? Don't give me. And this is someone who 
for 65 episodes has put much more. Because you know why? Because actually include much more than what I put in the description. You have not. I'm disappointed because Rockstar is a seminal, a seminal, a creme de la creme, top shelf homie. Like the 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 threshold, the high watermark of game developers and, and studios. They they took risk, they pushed boundaries, they made passion projects, they made cultural impacting content and art and I get with greater software and things like it's easier to pump out shit when you don't once you kind of master that okay I have limitations but now with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and of course where graphic cards are now with the PC is at and all the different shit you can create so much more so creating so much more takes more time it's like okay I can really I can really, I can really kind of put my imagination to the test. So okay, I'm kidding. Game development may take a little bit more time. For some reason, it makes it takes a lot more money. I don't fucking know why. For some things like licensing and whatnot, for sure. Nonetheless, I Rockstar need their ass whoop. I really again, I love Red Dead Redemption too. So the last game they actually developed and made, they still they still need back. That online need their ass whoop for because they tried to reproduce. The greediness of Grand Theft Auto 5 Online without putting in the content of Grand Theft Auto 5 Online. Because the only reason why Grand Theft Auto 5 Online is where it is today is because they fucked up out the gate back in 2013. And the, the game launched in whatever fucking day it was. But if not for another like month, one to three months. I think it was like a, I think it was like a month the online didn't launch for. And then it was another like three months that the heist even came in so with that they're giving away like money online they were you know that i i i would believe that all their online content updates wouldn't have been free if they didn't fuck up out the gate because yes all their content updates for Grand Theft Auto 5 online are free like you don't have to pay to participate in these things that, that is cool genuinely it's cool because some of them you no know, range in sizes, but over the years, like they've put in some substantial like new features, even though they shit the bed on a lot. I yeah, I know everyone who like doesn't care about games is like, ooh, what are you talking like this is all about holding large institutions accountable, especially folks that they just expect our money to be forked over. They and, and for a lot of folks it will. Again, I bought the at a discount too, because I wasn't buying that shit for full price. So for like thirty bucks, I, I buy the definitive edition of the trilogy. In good faith, like yo, I'm not expecting this shit to be you know up from the ground up remake, but it looked like they they really try they like they trying to do something worthwhile, and they didn't even really make the game. They just pushed it out because grocery games, whoever the heck they are. Made the game, and they, you you could feel anything that just is half-assed, and they did some things that looks a little bit better, but it just, everything's bugged out, like, there's like this texture glitch on CJ that makes my skin crawl, because it's like, ugh, ugh, even thinking about it, that shit's nasty, so, yeah, all that to be said, we, we gotta hold these folks accountable, 
And yeah, don't 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 buy broken products. Well, before we get into this music, um, <laughs> I'll talk about that in the time. I'll talk about my like cologne problem I got going on. So much cologne. Anyhow, versus I haven't really been too geeked about versus in a while. Last versus I really really cared about was. Dipset versus Deluxe. That was a classic. Big classic vibe. This one coming up is pretty major. Like, it's, like you have to really appreciate both groups to really get it. Uh, but y'all know my affinity for Memphis. Oh my God. How did I forget to write the notes for that? Rest in peace, Young Dolph. Jesus Christ. That's how you know my brain's just all over the place. Um, yeah, man. Young Dolph was murdered. Two days ago on November 17th. Happy belated Founders Day to the motherfucking bros. Rue. And sadly, early that afternoon, Young Dolph was reported that he was shot and killed outside of Makita's Cookies in Memphis, Tennessee. A place that he frequented for years now. A small black-owned business. Uh, it's unfortunate, man. And, I, and that's an understatement because... I was the crate, like, as much as I love Memphis music, like, I think I like Key Glock a little bit more than Dolph. You know, he's, you know, like, that was his, like, little protege. Or, like, you know, Key Glock is, he's alive. And, but I, I, I enjoy Dolph. And, again, I enjoy, you know, like, Gotti is a little, like, washed for me in the sense of, like, he's a bit, not washed up, but, like, he's, he, when he releases music, I don't, I don't, care for it anymore because like he's like past his prime for me but everything memphis puts out i'm like here for and so Dolph has been really consistent and solid i've always enjoyed his voice and just kind of his wittiness and then seeing the things over the years that him just kind of being a cool dude too seemed like he was you know really loved in the city and um then over recently kind of seen him really being like philip philip Tropic, you know, just giving back a lot. Just giving, you know, spending a lot of money on jewelry and cars, but certainly having no money spending money on people and businesses and just, you know, being being a family guy that seems pretty stand up as far as I can see from outside. And so to see him murdering cold blood, man, like I know not making extra parallels for no reason, like Nipsey has a whole a different thing, but still this idea that as problematic as goddamn little boozy is now. That nasty ass Vlad interview he had is still ever more relevant about you got to move from your city. And this is not even me telling people this, just saying, like, unfortunately, why does this keep happening that people want to see you dead from where you're from? But Charlemagne, the guy, he, um, he made a, a pretty well put post about it yesterday, just about how. People just need hugs, man. Like, like a lot of these brothers is hurting. And I think this is uh, a perfect time to kind of plug something I'm trying to do. So I'll announce it here and then I'll tweet about it um, probably once or twice before we go live. In about um, a, f- a couple weeks from now, I'd like to host uh, a Zoom brotherhood circle. And virtually what it is, <laughs> virtually and literally virtually, what it is is time spent. So my time at University of Northern Colorado, um, I worked for the Marcus Garvey Cultural Center, and I 
frequent there as just, you know, someone who gave a damn. In three of my four years, I hosted a brotherhood circle. And what it was, like, was during Black History Month or during our achieving with for Omega, I would, for about an hour and a half, you know, usually about 90 minutes, maybe two hours, I would kind of just get conversation going about just having an all-male space, uh, predominantly black, but and d- different uh, identities were there um, in the sense of ethnicities. Um, and it was just a kind of intentional, intentional space to break down kind of gender tropes and different things. And so and everyone kind of always left, you know, well, even if there's a debate that started happening, because the point isn't the debate, it's really just to kind of have thought provoking, like, hey, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean? Like, what, like, who are we? And like, again, I know most of these people in this room, so we can have real conversation. And those of us is not like, make sure we know we're sharing this space. We're, you know, just going at shit. And so what I want to do with this one's even more lax. Like, I don't, it doesn't have to be this kind of breakdown. Thing. I mean, it's going to naturally kind of co going to flow because I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in the facilitator position that I can do that. Uh, but more so than anything, I just think that, especially for black men, but again, this space is going to be open for anyone that identifies as a man, or no, male identifying rather, that we just have a space that, the best analogy I put it is, the same way that you want to be financially wealthy, how do you do that? You diversify your portfolio. You have multiple sources of income, right? You have passive, you should you're working for, you have all these different things, right? And same with your mental health that you can't just have social media posts about your chakras. You can't just have your friend, your best friend and your little friend group. You can't just have your mommy, daddy, grandma. You can't just have your partner. Um, if you, if you, you know, are blessed to have therapy, you can't just have your counselor. You, you, you have to have multiple streams of places to stay like well balanced and, and be wealthy in your health. And so I'm just trying to do my part in creating a space that, um, especially men of color, um, have. But again, anyone, um, I, mean, I genuinely mean anyone. It's not like an and plus one, but genuinely have a space that they know that. I say that the group is operating at its lowest level. If people just know that once a month they can come in and vent, and it's operating at its best when it's something I can't even describe to you right now because it's going to organically grow into what's going to grow. Sometimes it may just be me and two other people. Sometimes it might be me and 30 other people on there. Uh, I want people to feel no pressure, but to know that they can come in and just vent, come in there and talk again. We could talk 30, like it's going to be 30, 45 minutes once a month and 20, 30 minutes of it can be just us bullshitting, just talking, you know, chatting, keeping up, updating. Are we talking about video games? Talk about whatever. But at least 10 to 15 minutes of it has to be like, yo, so how we, you know, what we doing? What we got going? Like, brother, you said that you ain't been feeling well. So we going to get that physical um, schedule. What can I do to support you? Huh? And so those type of things that, again, being real, real intentional about that space. Because, again, that, that 10, 15, 20, I mean, it could be the whole meeting. If that's where you know, if that's where the energy goes, I'm just saying it will be no pressure because this isn't a professional mental health space. It's just one where, at least, I will do my best to contain the space to be 
everyone there knows that they're valued. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's way off from rest in peace to young Dolph. And, you know, sending love and strength to his his family and those who are really close to him. Anyone who yeah, felt like they're, you know, your favorite artist, you name it. The loss is a loss. We all process differently. And I'll get back to the verses because it's Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 3-6. And I have 3-6 mopping up Bone Thugs. Like, I mean, when I say mopping, I mean just full Luther's janitorial. I'm docking your pay. Mopping. Bone Thugs are dope. They have a couple, you know, they have a couple of tracks that's going to be really tough, really tough that I feel like fan favorite wise are going to easily go Bone Thugs way, like Thuggish Ruggish Bone, um, First of the Month, Notorious Thugs, like those three are pretty much, you. Can, you it's hard. It, I, I don't see much stopping it because they're just so crossover appeal, but Three six, if they can play virtually anything three six related, like Project Pat too. Oh my god, oh my gosh, yeah, we're not. They're not playing fair. Individual Juicy J songs. Oh yeah, we're not. Let's, let's not even waste time. UGK collabs, Eight Ball, MJG collabs. Yeah, we're not doing this. We're not. <laughs> like let's have Memphis has to be top three cities. Like I, 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 it's 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 the three A, like New York, L A, Atlanta, Memphis. Like that, that's how underrated Memphis music is. But it just like hasn't. I mean, you know, three six has a Grammy, but still, it's farly underappreciated. And on that note, we'll get into some music and play some music. Uh, I, I have to play this new Freddie Gibbs track because it's Frederick. Slant. Used to sleep on the floor with a kill tech. Got a bag I can't bag yet because it's still wet. Reaper man, I pay him a visit, ain't paid his bills yet. Brain hemorrhage, blunt force trauma, I make him feel that. I rap and seal that. Send out the bricks that had the Nike swoop stamps. I'm just doing it for the camp. Nigga showed him to the plug, now he's shopping behind my back. Uh, one thing about that bitch, karma, she coming back. If you trapping, keep a strap close. Nowadays, the ship became a tree and a snake. Your homies out because everybody back though, but everybody black though. I let the fiends catch a bean. Used to vomit off the secondhand crack smoke. Nigga got that PTSD from testing the key. Guns numb, hope I didn't purchase work from the FEDs. Cause every time I see the judge, it's like a scary movie. Fuck the court, real nigga can't do no jury duty. Internet and alter the shit through a different game now. Nah. I don't rap about dead ops, I let his name die. Nah. Shame how they blackball cane, they scratch my name out. I pushed it longer than I expected. All right, a lot of music news. I'll get straight to it. Adele, drop 30. I haven't listened to it. Uh, I'm not crazy about Adele. Not that I love her voice, actually. I'm just not a Adele fan. But yeah, I maybe one day I'll get to it. I still haven't listened to Billie Eilish. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, kind of big news. Kanye to the West decided to do two things. One I was a fan of. One I was not. One was to go on 
God dang it. Drink champs. Hey, drink champs. Uh, love Nori, but drink champs is. I I do not keep up with drink champs because I just I can't I just I can't I would love to talk to Nori <laughs> and have a conversation with Nori because I feel like he's just a good person. Yeah, but drink champs platform is just not it for me in the way that they do things. So I didn't I didn't finish the Kanye one. I didn't want to because I just felt like it was gonna be a train wreck, and it kind of was, kind of wasn't. It seems like people enjoyed it, but uh, you know, I yeah. However, one thing he did do that I liked was, well, he released the deluxe version of Donda. Can't, what makes the reception? Because he changed some things. Uh, it's long. It's like two hours and eleven minutes now. Um, yeah, man's wild. Man is wild. But I enjoy the additions. Up from the ashes, I really enjoy. He finally officially released Life of the Party so I can listen to it. Uh moving. Andre Benjamin three thousand. What a man. What a man with a plan, god dang. Yeah. Uh he he released another track on there. I can't think of which one it is, but he resequenced it too. And I like it. I like it. I think I think it might be back in my top ten, cause I yeah. Well, uh, spoiler, it wasn't going to be in my top ten. But yeah, I have to I have to reconsider it now. So we'll see. I'm gonna have to do some a lot of listening to. Hopefully, Freddie Gibbs drops some shit, which I was get to again. That was the song that I just played was uh, Black Illuminati, Frederick Gibberson, Freddie Gibbs from Gary, Indiana, featuring <laughs> Jada Kiss. Uh, Yonkers, and yeah, man, that man, Freddie sound like he in rare form on that motherfucker. So I'm here for that. Um, proceeding that we got Earl Sweatshirt dropped the track 2010. I'm not sure. I might it, it might be old, but I never see, I never heard it before, or at least I don't remember hearing it. I don't know. I they're a mosh pit in the goddamn. Uh, East, so we're not gonna have any conversations about festivals and mosh pit anytime soon because clearly Travis Scott is seen in the same light as R. Kelly these days. That's how obscene this thing has gotten. Uh, Akeem Ali released a new album or project called uh, It's Acting for Dead, Do Them All Dirty. I love that last project. Um, like. Damn, that was the beginning of the year, wasn't it? Dang, that yeah, cause I'm like that shit might have could have made an honorable mention. So I look forward to listening to this. Soft Walker dropped um, Drill Spill, another little project. I've checked it out. You know, kind of got fatigued with Sauce, but Sauce can still rap. Cause I listened to one of the, uh, the tracks and it was cool. Sada, I kind of got fatigued too because he kind of stopped, and the Lost Tapes things was kind of weak. But the CJ track that he dropped. Yeah, yeah. Sada's still that man. Uh, out of left field on like Wednesday, Isaiah Rashad announced a, like a deluxe to the house is burning called the house is burning. The homies bed has a little different art. Uh, it's the same cover, but it's just like alternate color and like a uh, yeah different filter. He has a handful of tracks on there, and all of them go. Um, he has the R.I.P. on with Project Pat and. CJ is kind of underwhelming. Project Path versus isn't that noteworthy, and neither is Juicy J's. 
So I'm glad that they weren't on the original song. But yeah, I the Auntie Hitch Hitchcock song, like the all four songs that are on the the, the homies bag version are great. So yeah, check out Isaiah Rashad, that man with the plan. And then the song I'll play at the end, I'm not gonna waste time talking about it because it's just so damn good. The cool kids, shout out to Lydia <laughs> for being the cool kids fan. And Larry June dropped All or Nothing. It's the the cover. It's homage to Eight Ball MJ MJG um coming out hard. Yeah. It I listened to it rightfully the first time in my car. A boom boom bang. Banger alert. That's yeah, go ahead and check that thing out. And kind of I put it at the end unintentionally so, but the underwhelming news I won't talk about a lot, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic finally released after, you know, half a year of teasing things and a, a very strong lead single with Leave the Door Open. Uh I had to listen to the album one time through and one or two like re listen songs. I just like I yawn is how I feel about the album. It's just too pristine. I've said it before, Bruno Mars is talented beyond words. He's just too clean for me. He's too like, you know, squeaky. And I don't feel I don't feel raw emotion coming off of him. Like I feel I feel a lot of practice makes perfect off of him, which is A okay and actually makes sense. He's a, you know, he's been doing this shit since he was a kid, so but again, the the standard for making older like soul music, but contemporary is Awaken My Love, one of the greatest albums of last decade, or the you know, the twenty ten to twenty nineteen. Oh that oh Anyhow, Anderson Pack is Anderson Pack. He's you know fantastic. But yeah, he kind of takes down. He, he his like creativeness gets really dragged down by Bruno's like precision based music making style. But if they come on tour and they're near me or it's worth making a trip to, I'll definitely see it. I think it'll be cool. Dress up a little bit and. Listen to seven 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 and shit, but yeah, it won't. I, listen, it won't make it. It won't even make an honorable mention for me because it's not honorable to mention it. And that's really it with music that I was into, or that not I was into, but just I was you know checking in. Thought make sure y'all should check out. There's plenty of things I'm still behind on. Um, Little Sims, yeah. This this I, I need to get into some shit, but we'll get into. And as far as what the private watching, I haven't seen too much. I saw, I did see the Eternals. Eternals was really good. It it was really good for the fact of I I didn't have any expectations into it except for there were some good concepts that are executed. That yeah, it was just like okay, what's going on? And sure enough, it was really good. I do think that the Eternals would be better as a as a TV show, cause I think they just introduced a lot of shit and they wanted you to care about people way too early. Like, okay, such and such, this happened, this person, this happened. I don't, I don't. 
Like, why would I care? I don't know them. I don't, there's no, there's no attachment to these people. But by the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, I look forward to seeing what happens with this universe. They're all good. I do think that it's interesting. They went the way with the representation part because I don't believe that Brian Tyree Henry is gay. And so that was a big thing, like controversial wise that I hope it's not, I hope it's not spoiling. I really hope not because not anything plot point wise. It's just that, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, skip ahead, probably 30 seconds. Well, not more than that. Just know I'm going to talk about some of the film, but nothing like plot point wise. It's just like a, a character like thing. And that he's gay. You don't know about it until like Brian Tyree Henry. That is, and I forget the name of his hero. It's an odd name. And I obviously have no issue with that. Like, let me get that out of the way. More, more. What I found more interesting was that they didn't get a gay. Again, unless Brian, because I know the husband, the person that played his husband in the movie, he's gay. But I don't know if Brian is, and I just would, to me, it would make more sense to have a gay actor, because I think Brian hasn't commented publicly about that outside of saying, like, it was important to, I think he said something about, like, you know, it's you know, important that we have that, and um, let, let, let me make sure I do it again, Brian, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, yeah. I forgot he's from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville. And to me, the reason why I bring it up is because the chemistry felt so off. Like, it felt like he was acting as a gay man versus the husband was a gay man that was acting. And so, here's another spoiler thing. Close your ears. This is, I'll just say it once. I'll say it for like, literally like 25 more seconds. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a scene where they kiss. And the whole build up to it was just so awkward um, that it felt like, you know, it just like this was written into the script that happened. And the director talked about it did. Um, but, yeah, the kiss was just so like it's like it was the scene itself that was just like, this is like <laughs> this just seems like a bit a bit like I think there'll be more chemistry if there are two gay actors now done spoiling if you've skipped ahead or you're looking for a sound thing not spoiling anymore and so but I mean the director did say that they wrote that moment in there to make it genuine because they wanted to like not just make it implicit that this character was gay but or this hero was gay rather make sure you know emphasize that they're hero but also like you know make it real don't make it just like they're in hiding type thing and uh, I don't know. It just was weird because I think it was, it's important for representation for that to happen. Like, again, the issue is not the character and the hero being gay. It's that I don't know that they, like, what was the intention in the casting? And, like, all, like, like the decision, it just felt like, because at least David Ty- David Brian Tyree Henry, he... He's, I, I love him as an actor and the way he presents himself. Uh, but he, like that, he didn't sell that. He and I was, I was with a friend, 
Um, shout out to my friend Tatiana. Um, she's really open minded and stuff. And she initially was like, "Oh, that's kind of awkward." Like um, that felt the force. Like after something, she she's more in the theater. She spoke that out loud. So um, yeah, but it's a great film. I'm sorry I harped on that way much longer because again, it's not an issue. It's just something that really like stood out to me outside of the very structural thing. Like I said, there's a lot of information you have to take in. Um, for me to kind of get into this universe, because again, we never heard of these motherfuckers, and they kind of have to shoehorn shit in really quickly. Like, oh, why didn't you fight the Avengers and Thanos and stuff? Like they throw, like literally throw this thing in your face within the first like ten minutes of the film, just in a, a casual, exponential conversation, and it not being something much more like earned and drawn out. Like, yeah, y'all motherfuckers, like we're nowhere. Like you're telling me, you're telling me, you're telling me that. They didn't show up for nothing, like nothing of the Avengers stuff. Like you have to convince me more because the shit that they showed up for this time around, bro, was like, uh, like, 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 this isn't just like humans at war. We're talking about a fucking intergalactic being coming into fucking Earth. And snapping the entire universe existence in the half. Like, y'all, come on, y'all. What the fuck we're talking about? But then y'all decide to do what y'all do. But it's good. I I, I liked it. I liked it. I look forward to the Spider-Man movie. I'm trying to have not be spoiled for me because all these fucking trailers. But, yeah, look forward to that and the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, besides Eternals. I'm just finishing up Big Mouth season five, really good. I think Big Mouth gets better every season. I'm almost done. I'm on episode six. I think there's like eight episodes, eight or nine. So, yeah, check out Big Mouth. And shout out to my man Kyle. Uh, he told me about Ted Lasso, so I think I might check out Ted Lasso sometime soon too on Apple TV. But if you're gonna be on Apple TV, you know what you're gonna do in front of the TV. You gotta have something to eat. And the only thing you can eat, baby, is some food for thought. So that's what we're gonna get into. And here's the full plate. Here's a little full plate. Thanksgiving gonna be next week too. So, uh, random real thought. I I think the schedule now will be Friday. Patreon will get it Mondays. Monday mornings will be the rest of the world. So yeah, you'll hear. I'm recording this Friday, November nineteenth. My patrons will get this, and then everyone else will get it on Monday, the twenty. Second, so anyhow, food for thought. I I really haven't really gotten to this bag much on here. I talk about my faith in God and having faith in God, but again, when I talk about God, I'm not referring to anyone religion. I'm not none of that. I'm just talking about there is certainly something much much more larger to me. I identify God as love, and so that's you know that's why I'm yeah. That's where I'm at, where just for preference, not for preference, for uh, context and setting up the scene. I bring this up to talk about. Um, I see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of folks kind of. What's what I'm looking for? Dismiss God and like dismiss something bigger than ourselves. Again, I'm not here to convince atheists into believers as yay says but no really i'm 
I think about folks kind of being less optimistic, less hopeful, and really doubtful about certain things, but then to go out their way as well to be like, yep, you know, there's nothing out there. When, or just anything that really goes into like, huh, I mean, how much do you really have faith? And it takes a lot to have faith. Uh, but I think about your our relationship with God there's no way it can be any different than the relationship with people that you care about. If you care about that relationship, right? Because how fruitful of a relationship with a friend would you have if the only time you spoke to this friend is when you asked for something? Now, we all know somebody in our life that we only hear from them when they ask him for something. I got people with the same blood, and I have people that aren't that. Close and further capacities and all the whatnot that I only hear from them when they ask for something. And I give it when I got it because, hey, there's nothing in this life worth having that's not worth sharing. And I think about our relationship with God is that how, why would I, like, why would anything happen for me if the only time I would talk to God was like, God, please do this thing for me. Make this happen for me. Like one, you already got the game fucked up. I promise you. Because what's for you is already going to be for you. So you asking God, like, God, please keep this man in my life. Please. Please, God, please. Please keep this man in my life. Please keep this woman in my life. She's just so. She the one for me. I the one for her. Oh, God, please let this job be the one. First off, you don't even know what you're asking for, right? You talk to the universe, you talk to some way bigger than you asking for some shit that wasn't even for you. God, please let me get this ass whooping tonight, please. You, you sure you want that? Yes, please, because I think I, I think this ass whooping is what I want because I've been told this what I want. Like, so we already got to get that preference out the way. You asking for shit that ain't even, ain't even yours to be had for. It's already accounted for. Or it's just not like, I promise you, it's not going to fulfill you, my man. And so there's already that. But within that same baseline is understanding you cannot think that you're going to have a fruitful experience in relationship is that only time you reach out and pray, you get on your knees, you do it, whatever is when, again, you want something. You don't, you don't thank God. Like, where's your gratitude? When do you just th- sit there and thank God and recognize God? Huh? The same way you do with a friend. Whenever you just call a friend and check them on, I'm not saying, Hey God, how you doing? You all right up there? Are you are you, are you right up? You're are you all right in my heart? Are you all right out there in the, the essence of the world? More so, the recognition that when good is happening in your life, you are a plum fucking fool that has been conditioned by capitalism, white supremacy, and all the other bullshit of Western identities and uh and values that you can pull yourself up by the fucking bootstraps, and that everything you've done is on your own. I'm I'm one bust my ass motherfucker, but I know I ain't shit. Well, my mother, God, and all the people who've ever gave a fuck about me in my life. I have to put one foot in front of the other. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people willing to invest their time, their energy, their unconditional love into me. Hence why it's my job to not pay it for it, but to live it for it. Because it's painted for it almost ensues that there's a there's a, a limit I can reach or a debt like oh I paid my dues when it comes to paying love for it that's just eternal 
but that's off the beaten path a bit. And so my point is saying that I talk to God all the time. I talk to God when I feel down and not simply to ask for deliverance out of a space or of a place, but more so I'm, I even find moments in those to find to, to express gratitude because I'm not always down. I'm not always unhappy. And so I'm, when I start recognizing things like, oh, God, th- thank you for even putting me in this position to feel things, to, to feel uncertain, because I know that certainty is what shall follow. Or a little bit more clarity shall follow. And in those moments of uncertainty, you ask for clarity. You ask for what you need. We don't have a sense of self, so you don't even know what the fuck you need. You asking for shit. Going to the store. Tell me I need this. You going to the store. Can I get a, a, a box of cereal and and some bread and then some butter? You trying to make pancakes. You don't know what the fuck you need. So this is not a PSA about people to like getting find God and whatever God looks like. If you're you know, Jewish or whatever, like re- just know that. It's way bigger than you, baby. Way bigger than you. So you have to have you have to have you have to have faith in something bigger than you because you are a fool to believe that you can control your life the way that in this like create a character way. You are in control of your emotions. You're in control of your like thoughts and your your intentions and your aspirations and your dreams. But even then all manifestations of things that like you just kind of have to like put one foot in front of the other because yeah this is going to be way way longer than i anticipate but i really wanted to sit like sit with because it's been on my heart for a while that i hadn't put it down until i had a conversation with my my chapter brother my good bro um eli that yeah like it's it's important that we you just preface it that way. Again, I, I share it. I lead that way again because I love God and I, I know I know how I've I know how I've gotten here is through blessing and blessing only. Again, I've worked my ass off for a lot of things in my life, but I can work my ass off all I want to. There's things that are far again, having the the upbringing, having the the experiences and the people that have done me right, done me wrong, that have shaped me to who I am. And so I have the high, I know my value. I know my worth. But I'm not better than you. I'm not better than her. I'm not better than him. And so if you want to have a more fruitful experience with the things around you and the people around you, I always talk about how we have to be a bit more grateful. So I'm always I'm always often harping about holistic anything too. So holistic relationships that begin with Again, if it if it's if you don't believe in one God or what it don't matter what it is, just know that if you're if you ever find yourself on your knees asking the universe, asking you know, whatever energy, whatever it may be for you, be intentional and be knowledgeable that what are you doing? Like where's we're like how, how, have you said thank you? You have no manners in a relationship. And God knows your heart. Don't forget that. God knows your heart. So when you sitting there lying, talking about I ain't going to do this again, because you think that's just some shit to say. Why the fuck you don't think you like your word means so little to you that why the fuck would it mean anything to anyone else, especially that knows you as much as the motherfucker that created you? Hmm. Hmm.
You tell me that. But we ain't had that conversation before. Means something, man. Means something. Find, find, be passionate about purpose because it will take you so far. Create the things that you want to create, produce the things that you want to produce, contribute in the way that is genuine and authentic to you. But it starts with having more gratitude. And just again, if you, because you, you, the, the idea is again, you treat, you treat God the same way you treat other people. Right, I'm gonna I'm a praise God, so I'm not gonna sit there and say praise no, no man, but more so about how like how exuberant I am about showing my gratitude to God is the same way that if you in my life, I'm telling you thank you. If you if you know me, you know how I give it up. You know how I give it up, and if I don't, it's probably because we don't speak as often. Again, I'm genuine too, so I'm not going to like fucking. Just whatnot hit you what like but if we have we have a real ass interaction we have, it's not even about just our relationship just a real ass conversation about whatever it is you know i'm gonna give it up like that because it's important that you know i see you for who you are but on that note y'all this is about 11 minutes of me talking about <laughs> the lord being my shepherd and the reason why i'm here uh, i just want it again i just want y'all to know that love is real love is everything and again, just if you want fruit, you got to put the work in and put the work in really ain't nothing outside of recognition. If you want to recognize we all play a role. Right. Ain't nobody going to come here to save us. That's because we don't need saving. We just need some direction. And on that note, it's all or nothing, really. And there's no pressure either. Like all, you can give your all, even if that means 30%. Just make sure it's all or nothing. Just like Larry June, the cool kids. This has been episode 65. I swear on everything on this earth. I love you for listening. I thank you for taking your time. Spending it with me. Wherever you are right now, make sure that you tell somebody that's been kind to you. Thank you. Same way. I see y'all and I appreciate y'all. And on that note, one. All of that. Straight up. Do you wanna fuck with a P? All of that. I just shut your ass on the right now. To see a nigga like me, all of that. Price run up, bitch ass nigga. Bitch, I played. Suck it to me. Yes, Lord. All of that. Little bitch shake, son, four, five, sounding like a bass drum. Renegade bitch, broke a four hundred, let the whip outside, motor running. Pull up in the foreign nigga hard bucket, both days, niggas still have money. Green juice, white, cool, blue, honey. Ay, 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 ay. Switch it up, new cut, bitch, what? Just in case, gotta have a few tough slow bucks, better than no bucks. Why me wet a nigga up, swim trunk? Street nigga, you can see it in my eyes. Hate ass niggas can't keep up. Tap in like a beam of seatbelt. Knock a dirty tram, get a detail. I had this little bitch, she stayed in concrete. I used to bust hella knocks in her champagne hot. I kinda liked her for a month. Next one I dropped her, found out on the low, she was bopping my partner, all or nothing, straight up, you wanna fuck with a P, all or nothing, hey bitch, shut your ass up right now, to see a nigga like me, all or nothing, price run up, bitch ass nigga, hey uh, bitch, shake all or nothing, bitch, I play, suck it to me, uh, yes, Lord. Yeah. all or nothing, it's all or nothing,
and roll the dice. Kawasaki motorbikes. If I pull up to the party, the promoter know the price. If I ain't outside, checking bags with my comrades. I'm in the kitchen with three bitches with ambitions. Say the lazy asshole that wanna eat, sleep, and smoke. Snatch the blankets off the bed and put you back on the road. I'm in the range drop. Gas tank on F. Pass through the trench. Pasture, you sitting on the bench. Ask cigarette. Ask for directions when you lost like that. I've been down for a second, but I bounce right back. You know they can't keep a good nigga low. That's from my OG. If you owe me, then you know me. I can scope you from the nosebleeds. Waffle ass niggas getting pressed and cut. All the capping ass niggas gon' invest in us. Why you investing in a chest and butt? You dumb pluck. Could've cop some weed. Yeah, you hit, but it's not for free. Pick that book up and look it up. I don't like coops, they too snug. I like trucks. Big dogs eat you a pug. Bet you ain't know I was the plug. What you want? What's the count? I don't find them lump sums. No credit. It's a membership club, and I'm the only one with it. Big, big pimping on the yacht like Jigger. 5.0 whipping this to the picnic. The show like Slick Rick Pancake Biscuit. Need some water with it like a Popeye's biscuit. No Triscuits. It's intricate. We need real chips. I mean the kinds you stack, not the ones you dip. All or nothing. Straight up. Fuck with a P, all or nothing. Hey, bitch, shut your ass up right now. To see a nigga like me, all or nothing. Fight for run up, bitch, ass nigga. Uh, hey, hey, bitch, shake All or nothing. Bitch, I'm like, suck it to me. Uh, yes, no, all or nothing, man. On the bins got blurred. I was out on some no man, Nino's can slurp. With a cool little Pino bitch, she go crazy. The tranny went not on the beam of this shit, man. All of that. Straight up. You wanna fuck with a P? 